What is it going to take to make this stop? This week, we saw another truck hitting an overpass in the lower mainland. This time, it was that large truck colliding with the overpass on Highway 99, just south of the tunnel. And boy, did it ever result in substantial damage. In just about the last two years, there have been something like 21 overpass strikes on provincial highways. That seems like a high number, doesn't it? So what is it going to take to get through to trucking companies that they need to take this seriously? Well, Rob Fleming is with us now, BC's Minister of Transportation, to talk about that. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, Simi. Thanks for having me. So what's going to happen in this latest case then? Will there be fines? What's going to happen? Uh, That's under investigation right now. We don't know whether uh, this was negligence or whether there was a mechanical failing in in the vehicle. So... I really ought not to comment, won't comment until that investigation is complete, but certainly in the other incidents that you mentioned, the 21 examples going back a couple of years, uh, there have been cases where gross driver error, um, even carriers, the, the same carrier has been responsible for multiple occasions, uh, have been the source of the problem. And as your listeners know, when that happens on a you know average afternoon, Traffic backs up. Congestion is horrendous. Uh, in this case, uh, the, the, the damage that was sustained on the overpass was significant. You know, there's a couple of steel girders that are twisted and damaged. Um, we had to close the highway. We had to do safety inspection before um, the asset could be used again in our in our infrastructure network. But there's two approaches that we're taking uh, because we don't like what we're seeing. Um, first of all, we're tracking the data, and everybody can judge which companies uh, have been involved in these types of things. So that's on the ministry's website now. Uh, we're also uh, actioning uh, steeper fines. Um, you know, we do we do need deterrence, and we have to make it a lot more expensive, and we need to, con- we, we are going to implement uh, not, not just higher fines and steeper penalties, longer suspensions, all those sorts of things. But you know, the industry itself is perplexed, and I have to say, when we talk about these things, um, it, you know, to be balanced, you know, 99.99% of commercial truck drivers out there go about moving goods throughout our region safely every single day. And the BC Trucking Association and their member carriers are good business operators. They are good drivers, but we have obviously an element that we need to uh, reach with more education. I, I hate to say that because I don't yeah. want to give an excuse. There is no excuse. You measure your load. You're aware of height restrictions on our infrastructure. It's really easy, Simi. There's digital tools there. We have one. We have a height clearance tool on our Drive BC website that most drivers use. Every driver should use. TransLink has a really good one. They have a truck route planner. It's super easy. It's a digital tool. And it tells you the height restriction on every piece of infrastructure on municipal and uh, provincial highways in Metro Vancouver. Okay, so there's really no excuse from the way you describe no it there. Excuse. So yeah. are, are the fines that you talk about then, are they going to be for the drivers or for the companies or both? Uh, they'll be for the drivers. So it'll be, you know, like anybody who has a license. Um, and if you have a commercial license, uh, it'll go against you. Um, whether the company assists you in paying it or not, I, I, I can't speak to that. But uh the company, if they're found at fault, um, you know, if, it, if it's, a, it's a vehicle issue, condition of the vehicle, um, they'll be part of the investigation as well. And uh, our decisions usually flow out of whatever evidence we gather, of course. How much are we talking about here? Like, clearly it has to be a deterrent. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, right now, uh, let's put it this way. If there is damage sustained and after a third-party insurer uh, and their, their liability limits are reached and there's excess costs, uh, absolutely the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure goes after uh, the full cost uh, when we have determined, you know, negligence and that the company and, and or commercial operator are at risk or we're at fault, uh, we go after the full cost of repair. Oh, you do. Has that ever happened before where you have managed to recover that money? I think, yes, uh, we have gone after them. Uh, we, you know, we use the legal system and uh, make claims. And, uh, you know, there are there are incidents where we have reached agreements with carriers to recover the damages that we've paid. Because, look, we're in the business of building and maintaining infrastructure. And when these sorts of things happen, like, uh, it, it, it puts all of that at risk. I mean, we're, we're investing... We have, I think, $6.4 billion worth of uh, SkyTrain investments. Uh, We have the $1.3 billion Patello Bridge that will be opening this time next year. We have uh, highway widening projects uh, in Langley through to the Fraser Valley that are um, being built uh, as we speak. So we're in the business of building infrastructure, not seeing it destroyed through carelessness. Um, I will say, though, um, if there are driver education ideas, and we're talking to the BC Trucking Association and others, uh, we'll pursue those. We do have, you know, multilingual communications tools. We are going to follow up with this incident by reaching every class one driver in the province uh, to talk about the height restriction issue. But we shouldn't be needing to remind people. That's just a proactive step we're going to take. But no, we need the 99.99% of good, safe commercial drivers to be 100% all the time. Yeah, you mentioned that there are just some, some things you're going to be taking action on. Like, what are those mm-hmm. items and when will they happen? Yeah, so uh, fines and penalties are happening now. Uh, I actioned that earlier this year. We're just uh, having uh, Legislative Council uh, complete the work uh, to bring that into force. Uh, so that was that was happening uh, long before this incident or, um occurred, but uh, that will um, be significantly steeper and more punitive. And the education is ongoing, uh, you know, spreading knowledge about the tools that we have uh, is, a, is a joint uh, initiative that we have with industry. Uh, but we're also going to look at uh, some, some tougher things like longer suspensions for drivers. So we need deterrence, as I mentioned, uh, I don't think we need a lot of carrots here, but we are going to do some education initiatives. Uh, we always should. We always do. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Enforcement Unit is out on our roads doing that each and every day. How this happens, though, uh, I have to say it's, it's almost beyond me. I, I cannot well, understand it. I think it. that's you're with everybody else on that one because that's the same reaction no. we all have is like you're no. right. Is The very first thing you worry about is am I can I take this on the highway? Is it going to fit under all the places that I have to go? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? It, I, <laughs> right? Again, I say it's almost beyond me because there are so many easy digital tools. Um, it's part of you know driver education. It's it's posted. It's available digitally. It's part of um, the permitting process. If you have an oversized load, you have you're, you are permitted, and it is carefully explained. You go through in detail what route you will follow. In this incident, we don't know yet. Uh, was it a mechanical failure that uh, lifted the back of the truck, uh, or was it driver error? We don't know, and I, I, I'm not going to prejudge that. I'm going to let the investigation run its course. How long do those generally take? Those investigations. Oh, I think it'll be completed pretty soon. 
Um, they, they don't typically take too long. They take longer if it's a RCMP investigation that's you know had a has a tragic outcome. Uh, this this had a bad outcome in terms of what it did to our uh, transportation network on that day, uh, but it's going to be a, a safety investigation. Do you find that the trucking industry, like they are helpful when this happens? I know no industry likes more regulation, but it does feel like this is one of those areas where it's like, listen, if it's not going to happen on its own, we need to make it happen somehow. Uh, yeah. In this instance, the BC Trucking Association, which is you know the largest organization of the industry, has uh, clearly said, please, um, more compliance, more enforcement, uh, steeper steeper penalties. We consulted them on that before I uh, pursued a, an adjustment uh, and a dramatic improvement on the fine and s- suspension regime that we have in BC. Uh, look, on, 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 in this instance, uh, it wasn't just commuters that were stuck behind the snarled traffic. It was other commercial well, yeah. operators. So it's costing their companies time and money, and you know it affects everybody. Well, I look forward to hearing the results of that investigation. I think a lot of commuters do. Uh, thank you so much for your time on that. Okay, Simi, my pleasure. That's Rob Fleming, BC's Minister of Transportation and Infrastructure. Obviously frustrated, as we all are, when you hear about another truck hitting another overpass. Of course, earlier this week, that caused just traffic chaos and mayhem on Highway 99. And yeah, we want to know, how do you absolutely make sure that does not happen again? But you're lost to think, how did it even happen in the first place, right?